0: Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. My favorite book of the Bible. My favorite chapter of the book. Hebrews chapter 1. The theme of the book of Hebrews is the glory and preeminence of the Lord Jesus Christ over everything that the church of God had under the old covenant. The first two chapters of Hebrews are comparisons between Jesus Christ and the angels. And then in chapter 3, it's Moses and Joshua and chapter 4. And it goes from there with the comparison of the priests, comparison to the law, the covenant, the furniture of the tabernacle, the ordinances of worship, and so forth. Jesus Christ and the gospel of the New Testament is far superior. Amen. And we are thankful to be on this side of the cross and to have a complete understanding of the great difference that took place at the cross. Hebrews chapter 1. The key word in this chapter is a three-letter word that starts with S. Son. Right. Son. S-O-N makes all the difference in this chapter because Jesus is the Son of God. Right. And while angels in a couple of minor places may be referred to as the sons of God, they are not the sons of God like He or we. Right. Do you understand? Do you know that? Amen. It's wonderful truth. Yes. The whole world operates by sight. We operate by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son. And speaking of that Son, and there are wonderful things here that I'm going to pass over. It tells us in verse 4, that Son being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, and that is the Son of God, and declared to be so by the resurrection from the dead and his ascension into heaven. He was first made a little lower than the angels, but here he was made better, much better than the angels by his resurrection from the dead because he has inherited a position at God's right hand as his Son, 4 verse 5 tells us unto which of the angels said he at any time thou art my son this day have I begotten thee no angel ever heard words like that and again I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son who what angel has ever heard those words no angel has ever heard it and again I love it when the apostle Paul shows us how to preach when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Amen. And of the angels he saith, they're not sons, they're this, who maketh his angels spirits. It doesn't have angels with an apostrophe, that he made his angels their possessive property of a spirit, but he made his angels spirits. Angels are spirits is what the text is telling us from Psalm 104, and his ministers, a flame of fire. As Brother Jim showed me this morning, Ezekiel chapter 1 describes the living creatures as a flash of lightning, as a bolt of lightning, as a flash of a flame, because he maketh his angels, spirits, and his ministers, they are his servants, a flame of fire. But unto the sun he saith, Thy throne, O God. What a difference for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Even though he was put in his his humiliation here in this world, he still loved righteousness and hated iniquity. And he was given the Holy Spirit the oil of gladness above all his fellows. All the angels of God have no measure of the Holy Spirit like the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 13, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? These statements end with a question mark, not because God's questioning anything, but He's asking you, did God ever say these things to an angel? No. And this is the text that we want to remember. These angels, these watchers, are worshiping with us this morning here. They are worshiping with us in heaven, and they are moving back and forth between. There is a ladder over us with angels ascending and descending to perform the will of God in our lives. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is among us, and the angels are ascending and descending upon Him. Are they not all ministering spirits? Ministering spirits. Serving spirits. Are not all the angels that He made spirits, because they don't have a corporal body like we do, are they not all ministering spirits? And yes, they are. They are ministering spirits in that they serve And they are sent forth to minister or to serve for them who shall be heirs of salvation. We are the heirs of eternal life promised before the world began. And God created these magnificent beings, these spirits that are servants to us. It's all to the glory of God that a being could create a hundred million and millions more. "...of serving spirits for His glory and His praise, elect them and keep them in holiness, and preserve them in their original position, and send them to be our servants. We are blessed, and it all redounds to the glory of God, who made all things for Himself, yea, even the angels, yea, even the evil and wicked angels, all for His glory and for His pleasure." When you look at this text, are they not all ministering spirits? sent forth to minister. They comfort us. They encourage us. They protect us. They provoke us. They, they guide us. They direct us. They open eyes. They close eyes. They, they open doors and close doors. They do so many things through the pages of Scripture. I want to remind you of one text for you to appreciate this word ministering and minister. When Jesus ended His temptation in the wilderness with the devil, Matthew 4, 11, Mark 1, 13, it said that angels came and ministered unto Him. Oh, The Son of God Himself on earth needed and received angelic support and angelic ministry to comfort Him, commend Him, support Him, strengthen Him. On that end of His ministry, And in the garden of Gethsemane, an angel from God came and strengthened him. In the garden of Gethsemane, they ministered. Angels came and ministered unto him. And this text tells us they're all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. They are positional. They have to be sent forth. But they come down and do things for us that we can only glean from the pages of Scripture Because we've never seen one with our own eyes. But we've seen them with the eye of faith. And they do so much. And we're so thankful for them. All operating at the command of our Father in heaven. And under the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is much better and much greater than them. By his inherited position as the Son of God. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven... The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels, even 10,000 times 10,000. The host gathers before thee on thy left hand and on thy right hand, and we worship thee, Lord Jehovah, Lord of hosts. We bless and praise thee for the army of heaven, that you do according to your will among them, and that your will is that they would be the servants of your heirs of salvation. Heavenly Father, we are your children, blood bought by the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the chief and preeminent Son of God, who sits at the right hand of the majesty on high. And he, Heavenly Father, is far above all principalities and powers, angels and authorities, powers, thrones, might and dominion in this world and in the world to come. And we are thankful for our privileged position beside him, with Him, in His throne, sitting on His throne with Him, vitally at this time, soon, in our present body, soul, and spirit. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that You are the God of all creation, the God of the universe, that when You laid the foundation of the earth, the morning stars and the sons of God sang Your praise at what You laid in this planet. We are thankful to have lived on it as your sons by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray this day that as we consider what the Bible has to say from the beginning to the end of it about the angels, that it all might come for your honor and glory and the glory of your son, Jesus Christ, who you have promoted far above them. Yes. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and your predestinating purpose They desire to look into our salvation. We're thankful that your wisdom and prudence shown toward us in salvation is for the principalities and powers in heavenly places to behold your wisdom. We thank thee for saving us. We thank thee for bypassing their fallen comrades and saving us. We're thankful that you have promoted us with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're thankful that all things will become new in this heaven and this earth in a day that's rapidly approaching. Heavenly Father, as we consider angels today, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for the comfort of these people that they might remember that though they have not seen an angel and though they may never see an angel on this side of eternity when they are with you and and meet the Lord in the air, that they will know that these servants do comfort, do minister, do protect, do guide, and that they are coming again with the Lord Jesus Christ and with the shout of the archangel and the trump of God. We are thankful for what is yet in the future, but Heavenly Father, we are thankful for what happened in the past. We are thankful that there was a night when the Judean skies were ripped asunder and there was a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, that a Savior had been born in Bethlehem, we're thankful for the angel of the Lord announcing that babe as our Savior, as our King, Christ the Lord. And we thank the Heavenly Father that two men stood by the apostles in Acts chapter 1 and asked them why they were looking up into heaven, that that same Jesus that was taken up from them would come again in like manner. And we look forward to that day, Heavenly Father, when He will be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on all them that know not God and that obey not Your gospel. We're thankful, Heavenly Father, that the angel of the Lord sent the preacher Philip to the Ethiopian eunuch. And we're thankful that the angel of the Lord told Cornelius where to find Peter. We're thankful that You have sent beautiful feet to preach the gospel to us. We're thankful that you've opened our eyes, protected us, led us, guided us, found our spouses for us, blessed the childbirth of our wives, helped us with professions, saved us in our automobiles, and blessed us abundantly. And we're thankful that Sarah's with us today. Heavenly Father, by your angelic power that you have saved her and brought her among us today we pray that You would bless all the assemblies of saints in every place, that Your host, which is innumerable, will be around them and among them and protect them and bless their preachers this day. Uphold them in strength, and may the word of the Lord have free course and be glorified. Heavenly Father, we pray that You will do battle by Your angels in protecting us from the powers of darkness and grant that this assembly and the one to follow by Your mercy will be free from disturbance that our minds will be free from disturbance and that we will delight ourselves in spiritual things. We thank Thee that we're able to read this first chapter of Hebrews that we are on this side of the cross and that we understand that He is only God blessed forever, Lord of all, and we're thankful to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Purify us to worship thee acceptably in this hour and in this place. And we'll bless and praise thee in Jesus' name. Amen.